Hello, everyone. This is the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. It's a podcast that's been created for aspiring writers and artists to provide that uh, extra lift that you need to, to help you get that start in your career. Tonight, we have a very special guest, Daniel Renault. He was actually a winner back in 2013 in Volume 29. Um, I've maintained my, my uh, connection with him because I love his voice. I always thought he should be a great uh, voiceover artist, but... He stayed right to uh, doing amazing art. So, um, anyway, welcome, Daniel. Ah, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, um, we last spoke. I guess our clock went last uh, going in uh, 2013. So, tell me about what's happened uh, with your career since 2013. Well, since 2013, I've been hard at work, but most notably, I graduated from art school in 2015. I got my bachelor's in illustration, and then from that point on, I've just been freelancing like a madman, and uh, that's been going as well as, uh, you know, getting a full-time job uh, as a designer. So I've been keeping very busy with a variety of different clients. So you're able to, you've turned it into a full-time profession. You're not supplementing your art by doing something else. This is your daytime and your um, your love combined. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like, it's like a day job and then a, a bit of a night job, I guess you could say, once I get home. Then I get to pick up uh, on my freelance contracts. So you do both in the regular work for, and we'll get into it in a moment, with uh, Kid Robot. But then you also then, in mm-hmm. addition to your regular kid jo- kid robot work, you then do uh, you commission art or for the evenings and weekends. Oh yeah, yeah. Evenings, weekends, uh, whenever I've got the time to fit them in, I'll, I'll do it. So tell me about Kid Robot. So what do you do uh, there, and how that all come about? Well, Kid Robot, uh, I started working with them simply because they were looking for a, a new designer. So I had just threw my hat in that ring, and uh, I was lucky enough to see chosen for employment. But what I do there, I uh, I do conceptual and production design for uh, toys and figures and packaging, that sort of thing. And what they specialize is, in is uh, designer toys and figures, vinyl figures, off of different uh, pop culture properties, as well as working with Various other artists like uh, Andy Warhol, his foundation, Basquiat, those, those types of, of artists. It's wow. a, a lot of fun. So you said, so is uh, Kid Robot at uh, Comic-Con, which is happening right now? They are. They have a booth uh, at SCCC right now. Oh, good. Do they do they attend other um, shows as well, besides SDC, like Dragon Con or Salt Lake City Fan X? Uh, they don't attend those. They did attend uh, the uh, Toy Fair. In New York? Yeah, in New York. Yeah. Though I'm not sure if they're going to be doing it next year. What the thing. So what type, so you do a little bit of whatever is this asked for with Kid Robot? Yeah, yeah. All right. So when I was, now is your website, is it called Demented Distraction or is that, is that like what you call your page on another website? Oh, that's uh, that's just what I I tend to call all of my work really when I gather in any place. So it can be in the form of this 
on my portfolio to be in the form of my actual <laughs> paper portfolio. <laughs> so when I was going through this, you know, this online on the demented distraction, I saw these different demented distractions. Then I saw one clean image that you had uh, um, created for Princess Leia. What makes her not part of your demented distraction, but still within your um, your work? Well, that piece came about uh, because I am not only my huge Star Wars fan, I have been all my life, uh, but that particular piece I made uh, as a tribute for Carrie Fisher right after she died. Oh, I see. I figured uh, that would be a suitable tribute of my own for her. Yeah, because it's just it was it's such a brilliant, you know, image. But it's just it's such clear, clean, you know, just it makes her look like, you know, a, um, a princess. So. It was different than the other images <laughs> that I was looking before yeah, and after. This is definitely a contrast with my usual stuff. Definitely def- <laughs> a contrast. In a different mood. <laughs> so, um, did winning the contest, so moving on here, did winning the, the Illustrates the Future contest and attending the workshop make a difference with your artist mindset? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say it, it gave me quite a bit of perspective with regard to how I approached my art and uh, really how I needed to direct my focus when it came to figuring out what kind of professional avenues I needed to pursue. Because before that, I would just kind of cast as wide a net as I could and uh, basically try to be whatever artist I needed to be for whatever job I could get. Right. And instead of doing that, uh, you know, the workshops with the established artists and giving their experience perspective, it really helped me to narrow my focus and figure out, okay, I want to pursue this, so I need to focus my skill set and the jobs I go for after that. Because they, they made it a point of explaining, you know, that old trope of... Uh, Jack of all trades, masters. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, really find my specialty and really focus in on that. And I think the workshop and that week spent in Hollywood really helped to do that. Well, that's good. Do you still have any, uh, still maintain any friendships from that time period? Besides us, of course. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I still talk uh, every now and then with. Quite a few of the winners from there. We have our own uh, Facebook group, and we go back and forth every now and then. It's it's pretty much through Facebook, of course, because we're all scattered all across the country and everything. Yeah, but yeah, we still we still talk. Did any projects come after that? Come come of that? Where you worked with any other other writers? Has anything happened on those lines, or has that not been something that? Occurred with you? Okay, there hasn't been a a collaboration in that regard. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of what they've been doing with their with the writers, especially with the newer books and things that they've been making and releasing and their new stories. And I've seen a couple of pretty cool developments from the other artists as well. 
Have you done any uh, book covers? Uh, book covers. I have. Uh, I've done a, uh, a book cover for a uh, short story journal that published uh, triannually. That was a couple of years ago. It's called Friction, uh-huh. the uh, literary journal. Yeah. Uh, and while well, I designed a cover for the graphic novel, I self-published uh, back in 2016, Rack. Okay, I was just curious on that. So you're, you're, you have this, what you're doing right now with uh, Kid Robot. Did that... Um, You've been pretty much along that general line of, of art, or have you tried other things? I know you, you know, going for your your main uh, focus on art, but has your main focus like evolved or tried different areas and, and then moved to other areas? Uh, yeah, I mean, Kid Robot in itself is a is a pretty big departure from what I usually do because they specialize. And I know looking at my portfolio, this means odd, but they specialize in a lot of really huge cartoony type things. Uh-huh. And uh, trying to adapt to suit what they need has been, it's proven to be a unique challenge, but it's been a fun one. Good, because it's something that, I mean, they've been around for a while, so there's some, you know, it looks like there could be a good future with that as well as it continues to grow. Oh, absolutely. That's great. So I'm just curious, what's been the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome as an artist? Well, I think I think the biggest hurdle uh, is probably twofold. If, if I can turn a sheet on that question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me personally, the first hurdle was finding a medium that I felt really enabled me to to grow and to blossom as an artist. I think secondly, it was probably the biggest was actually uh, getting my foot in the door of various artistic opportunities. It's really tough because you have to do a lot of legwork and just uh, be really dedicated. So with that, on that, um, that dedication, how did that like uh, manifest itself? All the legwork and what is what is that? How does that translate in the physical universe? Well, it's a lot of late nights, uh, a lot of never really accepting no for for uh, a definite answer. It's just it's a lot of uh, perseverance, really, because it's easy to get discouraged, but you just have to stay focused and not let anything deter you from that single goal of establishment. And it can be difficult at times to maintain that focus and right. that perseverance. But, uh, I mean, if, if you keep at it, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel if you work hard enough. So that's been pretty much, everybody I've talked to, it's like, it's the willingness to, to really work hard. And then, has there been any aspect of it, because this is another point, too, of like, not compromising with your own integrity of, of the quality necessary to, to, you know, no, no scrimping on the shrimp, you know, no like, okay, this is good enough. Has that been a factor for yourself as part of your journey? It has. Um, when it comes to 
obviously there's going to be times where there's a crazy deadline or you've got so much on your plate that you think you have to find some way to cut corners. And I think the key is to actually find that balance within your work because I know as an artist, when I look at my work, I could pick it apart and find a million flaws, but not everyone can because they don't always look at it with the same critical eye you do. So I think finding that balance within your work is all about identifying what the key components are, what the focus, really zeroing in on those, yeah. and then making the rest of it complementary. Because then you won't have to compromise your vision or your integrity because you'll be working in a more efficient way. That makes sense. Have you found that by like not compromising or just by maintaining your focus on producing the best possible work that you could produce has helped you with uh, additional jobs or getting your name passed around to somebody else to uh, to check you out? I think so. I, I do. I, I've had uh, a couple art directors who have approached me and, and said that they were interested in working with me because of what I did with the company prior to them. It makes sense that, that this is how it would be, but um, I'm still just um, curious, you know, with... Uh, with all the competitionists out there in the in the art world, you know, the things that can best guarantee you getting and maintaining a foothold, um, I think that's very, very valid advice that a lot of artists would be interested to, to be able to know and, and have it be reassured that it does pay off to do it right and to make sure you don't, um, you know, mess up on, on a project and just kind of like over to you you know, art director, mm -hmm. this is what you're going to get. Yeah, and, and a lot of it falls down to really being true to what you want to do with your approach and your style because you can see someone else's work and it's really impressive and you're like, man, if only I could paint like them, but it's one thing to admire that, but don't want to emulate that because yeah. only you can make your artwork. You don't need to try and make someone else's they just do what you know how to do and do it to the best of your ability. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Uh, do you know Larry Elmore? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, because um, he teaches every year at, at the Illustrator Workshop, and he's always talking about, he's, he's always learning. He's, he always thinks, he looks at these other artists and goes, God, they're so much better than I am. And, and this guy here is just like, from my perspective, a lot of other artists I talk to, he's, you know, at, at the top of the of the mountain. But he's uh, he talking to him is so humble about. He looks. He's always studying other people's art. How do they do that? And looking at how to be able to constantly improve him himself. How does that tie in with, with your um, take on art? Well, um, you do always have to improve. I mean, you can't really afford to just let yourself be complacent. Yeah. And you'll you'll stagnate. And before you know it, you're doing the same thing the same way for years and kind of wondering why you aren't really growing or improving. So you always have to stick to what you want to do, but you have to push yourself to try new things and try 
different ways to do what they're familiar with. And I found that by doing that, by actually taking chances with your approach and your execution, you will always learn something new and you can employ that in the future. Yeah. So we've been going over a lot of different things already, like an advice for aspiring artists, but anything else in particular that you can uh, think of that would be good advice for the aspiring, the, the someone that's just starting off and they really want to do it, like how much are they going to have to dedicate themselves or things that you, know, you went through that, that you learned from hard knocks that maybe if somebody would have told you it would have been better? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I touched on it before about perseverance. Yeah. And that could come in the face of a lot of different factors. It could be economic factors. It could be interpersonal factors. It could be just looking inside yourself and wondering if you have what it takes. And if you question yourself, that's fine. But don't let any doubts you might have kind of cloud your vision. Right. I mean, for me, it was all about staying focused on that single goal. And uh, really, I think if you decide that you want to be an artist and you're really dedicated to it, you have to go into it knowing that it is a long, hard, steep hill to climb because like you said, it is a very competitive industry, and that's also where that point I made about saying true, but your style is what you want to do, because that's what makes you unique, that's what will make you stand out. And you need to pursue it single-mindedly and uh, just not be dissuaded or discouraged from doing so. Good, and then were you... Um... Did you keep a separate day job up until a certain point, or how did you work that going from, from a non-art or not graphic arts job to being able to just do it fully as a graphic artist? Well, I got kind of lucky a couple times uh, in terms of when I graduated, I was able to pick up a couple contracts straight away, and then I ended up doing just sort of random freelance here and there until I, I started getting more and more regular work. But in between that, I would try and do uh, whatever jobs I could find to supplement that. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to have now found an artistic position full-time in addition to my regular freelance. So it's been a very unpredictable road, but uh, it, it's still a lot of work nonetheless. And yeah. You make no mistake. Creating art is fun, but it, it's still work. Okay, well, that makes sense. So um, this, has been, uh, this has been really good, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy when I, when I saw your, uh, that you're working there at, um, I don't know how I saw it on Kid Robot. Like, oh, there's Daniel. And uh, that you're doing so well. I mean, that's just that's very, very great. And hopefully, this is going to be able to help inspire other other artists as well to um, using some of the different tips that you've got to author. So, if someone wants to be able to find you, how do they find you? 
Uh, they can they can find me uh, at my personal uh, website, my portfolio, and that has links to all of my various little sites and things. But that's uh, DanielBeDemented.CarbonMade.com. That's my portfolio, and there I'll I update it fairly regularly, and you'll find all about me and where to find me online. Good. So, um. I really, I really appreciate you taking this time to, uh, to talk to the Writers of the Future, Illustrators of the Future podcast. And uh, to all you listeners out there, thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elrond Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. And Daniel, thank you so very much for being on the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me.